0: You're listening to a message from Pastor Kenny Garrett recorded at a live service at the General Baptist Church, God's House of Prayer, located in Fairborn, Ohio. We'll be in Ephesians chapter 3. Stand with me when you get there. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Will you bow your heads? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day that you've given us the chance to assemble here. I pray that you anoint me to preach a message you've given, anoint ears to hear, hearts to understand, draw us each closer to one another as you draw us closer to yourself. We'll never fail to give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. So right now, as the world is turning, you and I are here together, and we have a wonderful opportunity, just as Christians did throughout the plagues and epidemics of history, to distinguish ourselves from those in the world around us. It's in times like these, uh, we need very little imagination because the issues that we all face together are right there in, the, in our faces. We cannot be so afraid of dying that you and I forget to live. Amen. So what does it look like to live uh, during something like we're facing now through a pandemic? What does it look like? to love God and to love your neighbor uh, when all the news is grim on the television. I believe that uh, during times like these, it's key and it's important for our members and our church to be found trusting God. As believers, we cannot be living in fear like those around us who have no uh, relationship with the Lord. Uh, The Bible says, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So you and I look to the Bible and we look to the scriptures and we look to what God has said to remember not to let uh, faith, to remember to let faith rule our hearts and not the fear around us. I absolutely believe. That we should take this pandemic seriously, we should use precaution, and we should exercise wisdom, as the Bible and the Scriptures tell us to do. But at the same time, we can do that while keeping our faith and loving a living, caring God. If God took care of us before COVID-19, He'll take care of us during it, and He'll take care of us after it passes. And although everything is changing at a rapid speed around us, I can assure you that God is not changing. Our faith can be steady because our God is steady and unchanging. He's the same today as he was yesterday and the same as he will be tomorrow. If you're not careful, fear can rob you of three essential things that God has given us Uh, During times like these, fear can rob us of power. That God-given power enables us to live a life of faith, even when it's not easy. Fear can rob us of love. God-given love enables us to share when it's not convenient. It enables us to sacrifice when it's not convenient for us. And fear can rob you of a sound mind. God, when God gives you a sound mind, it enables you to experience peace, even when everything around you seems to be going wrong. There's much too much at stake to give in to fear during this season. Now more so than ever, we need uh, the power of God, the love of God, and the sound mind that God gives us. To give in to fear is too costly a price to pay. So you and I as Christians, you and I as the church must be found trusting God in the time that we live. The Apostle Paul in our text today is found praying that the Father will strengthen us through the power, uh, through the work of his Spirit such that we will think and speak and live every day by faith. That we'll be more fully transformed into God's, into Christ's likeness. That we'll be more aligned with Him in our inner being. That we'll walk in a manner worthy of our calling. And when when I say calling, I don't mean us as preachers, I mean us as Christians, us as the church. That we have to remember to trust. And that our strength comes from our inner being. And this is the place where we're strengthened by God's Spirit. It's inside the heart. Eternal strength helps our outward walk. In the book, in the second uh, Corinthians, chapter 4, it says, For which cause we faint not, but through our outward man perish. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Inside of us is the place where we're strengthened by the Holy Spirit. It's inside of our hearts that we trust Christ and that we learn to live in that trust and that you and I then outwardly show that we are trusting God. These are not the days which is easy to live by faith. All the things that we're hearing about uh, this virus, even a few weeks ago, seemingly are up in the air now. And it just uh, They're saying it just doesn't hit older folks, but uh, everyone. At first they said children were somewhat immune, but they found that that is not true. The reality is many will be hospitalized by it. It is not a fun experience to go through. It is, by all accounts, a life-changing uh, thing. So... As you and I sit here and we turn on the news or we turn on our devices, we don't know who to trust or who to listen to or what everyone's agenda is. But I do know this. I am going to continue to trust God. That I'm going to live my life in a way that puts my faith in the creator of all things. If there were ever a time yeah, that I can remember where our eyes could be easily drawn away from Christ, now is that time. If there was ever, if ever our trust could be fixed on our good intentions or our persistent efforts, now is that time where we think that our safety as we see it is tied up in how consistently we wash our hands or how consistently we maintain social distance or how faithful we are about wearing our mask, or how deliberately we sequester ourselves from any form of public life, but that's not where our true safety comes from. That's not how yours and mine health is maintained. It's important to practice each one of those disciplines during this time frame before and I would argue after this passes as well. But our faith uh, is not fixed in these practices. It's a, 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 just like I said, adhering to them is not just an exercise in self-protection, but it's also how a Christian shows love to other people. I know that the mass debate is pretty hot and heavy outside in the world today, but Uh, Since they started talking about it, I've seen it as a way that we show our love to one another and people around us to put the mask on for a little bit and go about your business. But our faith is not in these practices. They are not the ultimate means by which you and I are kept safe. The reality is that there is one God in heaven who is King and Lord of everything. That there's one God in heaven to whom every entity on this universe is subject to. There is one God in heaven that speaks to the wind and the waves and to the pandemics. And even when something new like this comes that a finite human mind happens upon, we know that God knows all about it. We know that we are His. We know that He is our Father. We know that we are image-bearing creatures and that He reigns over us and that He's named each and every one of us, as Brother Mark was talking about, that He formed us in the womb. And He already knows our todays from our tomorrows. And if we wash our hands and we maintain our social distance, And this results in sustained health. It's not because those practices are foolproof, but it's because God has purposed them as the means by which we're taught to walk by faith in him and the way which he he has willed to achieve his purpose. If you think about it and you look at at the scriptures we talked about this morning, where it says, according to the riches of his glory, he strengthens us with power through his spirit in our inner being so that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith. So God strengthening us inwardly through the work of his spirit that through faith, Christ takes up residency within us and it uh, enables us to grasp his limitless dimensions of God's love for you and I. Viruses or pandemics can't touch God's love for us. No human effort can displace it. That is our power. That is our hope. That is our purpose, and that is our message. It's our deliverance and confidence in life. It's where you and I, as Christians, are supposed to live. And it makes all the difference. When you live in that place of God's power and love and confidence, things like fear and dread and hopelessness pass away. They're replaced with new things like courage and confidence and hope. And that's what happens when we live by faith in Christ. He loved us and gave himself for both you and I. And these things give us strength and it enables us to stand and to be tall when the world around us is cowering in fear. And it enables us to step out in love when the world around us is retreating into their homes with dread and fear. We're reminded in times like these that church and the gathering of God's people is not really about us. It's not about our convenience. It's not about our pleasure or comfort. It's about God, and it's about God's purpose. So in whatever situation the world finds itself, the church's responsibility and duty is to search for the glory of God and God's purpose for us during that time. We need to discover the purpose for the church to work together with God and pray effectively to help in every situation. It's not a time for us to go into hiding. It's not a time to be fearful of those around us wondering if they have it or not. This is the time to check on our brothers and sisters, to love our neighbors. This is the time to check on a young family that's struggling to pay bills or feed their children. This is the time to check on your neighbors. This is the time to spend more time in prayer, I want to be real clear and make sure that we all understand what I'm talking about here. This is not a license. Trusting God is not a license to treat uh, what we're going through, this COVID-19, in a cavalier or nonchalant manner. We should take proper precautions. We should listen to the best advice we can get from our medical and scientific communities. Uh, we should pray to God and seek his wisdom. But as we listen and take count, counsel from these different agencies, uh, as we take precautions and we use the gift that God has given us, like doctors and nurses, hospitals, medicine, we do so as Christians, not letting our faith shift from God to those things. We have to be careful to love and trust the giver more than the gifts he gives us. And it's a challenge you and I constantly face. God's been so good to us in so many ways. He's showered us with so many gifts that we are regularly tempted to think that when you and I have a fever, it's the Tylenol that takes it away. And we fall into that pattern, thinking that when we get sick, our first and sometimes our only thought is that we need some type of medicine rather than God. This was the king, this was the sin of King Asa in Second Chronicles chapter sixteen. It says, "And Asa, in the thirty and ninth year of his reign, was diseased in his feet until his disease was exceeding great. Yet in his disease he sought not the Lord, but to the physician." I am a man of physical abundance, right? I'm a large guy. I have a, uh, some of you may know this, some of you may not. I have an extreme problem with my blood pressure. I take a lot of blood pressure medication every day. But I do not trust in the blood pressure medication alone, right? I was weeding through the garden, and I could barely straighten my back after two days of that but I don't trust in the leave alone. I take those concerns and I place my trust and faith in a living God that knows more than my name that died for me on a cross on Calvary. And I praise God and I thank God for giving us doctors and nurses, engineers and scientists and the knowledge to help us. But I trust God above everything else. In and through every precaution that you and I take, we have to remember to do that. We have to remember to trust God, to pray to Him, to trust Him, to hope in Him as we take our appropriate measures because we are trusting in the Creator. As fear gives way to more and more panic that will probably come, I think this will get worse as we continue. I don't know if it'll get actual. If, if our situation will, will get worse, but I know um, the problems that affect the people of this nation will get worse as we inch closer uh, to the fall. And as that happens, and you and I are here in our corner of Fairborn together trusting God, we must remember that when others hoard, we share. When others steal, we give. When others hide, we serve. And with others give way to fear and hopelessness, we comfort one another and those around us in the hope that Christ has given us. in knowing that our God loves us, that he's for us and not against us. In our hearts, we honor Christ the Lord as holy. And we're always prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks us a reason for our hope. I want you to think about that. As you go day to day in your lives, in your places of work, and business, hobbies, and homes, has anyone ever asked you why you are so hopeful? So that we as Christians and as a church can give an answer and give a confident reason for the hope that we have. Can we solve this problem? I don't believe that we can, right? As we're gathered here today, we cannot solve the problems we face, but we do serve a God who can. We do serve a God who can. We need to be in touch with one another through the week. Your brothers and sisters need to hear from you. Don't wait for them to call you. You need to pick up the phone and call them, take the initiative. Stand with me this morning.